Dan and Eric finally have a podcast. That's right. That's right. It's right. Dan and Eric are back. I'm Eric. I'm Dan. This is a podcast we finally have. You know, we all have to face some adversities, whether it's inclement weather, whether it's emotional struggles. Dan is facing some uh, some physical health battles. Uh, Dan, give us give us the update on uh, on where you're at at this uh, present moment and where you were at just a few short hours ago. Yeah, so I just recently got released from the hospital and um, I said, what better place to be than right here with you on the podcast? One of our earliest podcasts, I had a uh, COVID positive status, but leave it to Dan. No matter what I do, Dan always has to try to outdo me. And uh, OK, you you've earned this uh, this prize. Uh, way to go, Dan. Um, yeah, I see. I see you sipping out of. Of course, our listeners can't see this at all. It's a it's a uh, auditory medium, not visual. But I see you sipping out of your uh, your mug, and I'd like to show you the mug that I'm sipping out of currently. <laughs> so I kind of blame you for my hospital visit, and we'll, I'll kind of share that with the audience. Um, I mean, it Eric was said, less oh, than twelve it. hours later. Yeah, they're like, "Hey, um, I got these free tickets to Steeler game." We can just go down there, you know, sample some beers, walk around, check out the place, get some good food items. Uh, a Dorito crusted corn dog was was in the mix that we the, could the elusive. Yeah, it's the like elusive, it's like the Sasquatch elusive. of AccuSure Stadium. Yeah, and so I decided the the diet was uh, was we started off with a juice jolt, and then or something along those lines, uh, a Voodoo Ranger. Then we mm-hmm. went to nachos, some water, old-fashioned soda, and I think that's what did me in. My cholesterol just like shot through the roof after that. And, yeah, if it was uh, cholesterol, we uh, we shared some of the. I mean, the nacho cheese. You know, we got we got only the freshest of nacho cheese, which may have done you in. Also, that uh, that Annie Ann's pretzel that we shared oh, that that could yeah. have done it too. I got home and I was telling the wife about our exploits, and she's like. I'm like, oh my gosh, everybody was like complimenting our shirts and like they everybody like Dan's shirt. And then she's like, were they, did they think that you guys were on a date? Was this like, what was the situation <laughs> there? I'm like, I don't know, but I think everybody seemed really supportive of our relationship, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever the status was. Yeah. Um, At one point someone said, you guys look so cute. And so I, was, <laughs> I was like, thank you. So um, cute together. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we traveled far and wide looking for the elusive Dorito crusted corn dog with nacho cheese and on a bed of Doritos. It's probably best that we didn't find that. Um, But it is disappointing whenever you, uh, you you search high and low for something and it's not there, but this might segue into our topic of the day. Pizza, Dan pizza. We couldn't find the, the corn dogs, but I found pizza. I had to go to Brooklyn for it. But you know what? It's a lovely August morning. You say, let's take the subway. Let's walk across the Brooklyn Bridge. Let's feel the the river air blowing through your face or hair or something like that. And then you say, let's, let's <laughs> through your let's, face, through your face, um, depending on how many uh, how your pores are. Uh, and then you say, let's go to Dumbo. Let's go down under Manhattan Bridge underpass 
overpass overpass dumbo and go to juliana's perhaps i mean it's very highly rated in the country for uh pizza not sure how it does on like el presidente's uh barstool uh one by challenge countdown but uh highly regarded wonderful brooklyn pizza place um 800 degrees dan cool. in the restaurant coal fired in the oven i don't know I, I didn't get into the oven the restaurant was a very uh very mild uh cold oh. temperature okay but you go into juliana's and you don't just walk in because it's a big place this place is hopping this place is highly regarded you gotta wait outside the door for upwards of 15 minutes 30 minutes hours sometimes you gotta wait outside you can't walk in you gotta wait you figure Tuesday afternoon at like one o'clock can't possibly be busy. Tuesday afternoon at one o'clock, busy. Half hour wait, you get inside. They're quick, they're organized. They bring the pizza out. And what you have, you order the, the classic, the margarita, and you have pizza deliciousness. Now, I I don't know. Some pe Sometimes people are into the, the pan pizza. They're into the Detroit. They're into the deep dish. Tell me what a what a good slice looks like for you. Uh so here where I live, there's a pretty good deep dish that I like to enjoy. But I'm not. But the only problem with the deep dish is sometimes too much crust. So there's got to be a little bit of. I need a good ratio of crust to cheese to. I always get pepperoni to grease. So if there's a good ratio there. Sometimes if I see more grease, I'm I'm a little bit more tempted to go after that uh, slice. Um, yes, and then should we re, you know reference your your recent hospitalization in in this mindset? The mindset might have to change. <laughs> right. You'll be like, right. oh, I tried this delightful sprout crust cauliflower <laughs> vegan um, Juliana's Brooklyn style thin crust fresh mozzarella light sauce we did get pepperoni on half because i wanted to experience the pepperoni but it is the situation you pull the first piece out and then what do you got you got a big flop you got a nice point how do you feel about a floppy slice uh, i i like a I like a crisp slice not a floppy slice you know you don't want, and that's the thing about the grease too much grease you get the flop but true 800 degrees coal fired no 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 flop no, no flop, flop. You get you, get, you fold it all nice, New York style. You got you got to fold it. You can't just eat it like a like a crazy person. There's no knives and forks eating Juliana's pizza in Brooklyn. You, you got to go for it. Was it the best piece of pizza I ever had? It, it's definitely in the running. It's in the running. It's definitely top three. Another contender is the place that's literally right next door to Juliana's that I had 15 years ago. But okay. Juliana is is right there. The other one, oddly enough, is a place that you and I need to get to. It's called like Common Oven something. Commonplace Oven, Common Oven Pizza something. New Ken in a brewery, hot honey pepperoni pizza. Oh. The hot it, honey. Oh, the hot honey drizzled on a pepperoni pizza. It is a perfect crust, perfect pepperoni perfect hot honey adds a little extra flavor it is you know juliana's is classic traditional coal fired did i mention it's coal fired 
but this the hot honey pizza oh it's a it's a new spin on on the the old standard of a pepperoni slice now do you remember a couple years ago you and i went to the place in vandegrift that i think that was cold fire as well maybe i'm wrong but there was an upstairs and a downstairs there was a uh, yeah. staircase. yeah 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 i forget the name of it eonis but i thought it was was it eonis eonis like that yeah. was like probably other than like contemporary cold fire pizza like um uh anthony's cold fire pizza which is kind of like a chain it's mm. out this way um i thought that stuff was good so like you 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 were selling me on the cold fire pizza like i need to get <laughs> in my car right now and head up to new york it's like how do you get how do you get the the crispiness you know it's all about the temperature it's all about the smoke it's all about the flavor and yeah, I mean, they have all those uh, little outdoor pizza grills now that use propane or whatever. Where's the flavor? You're not getting any flavor off that propane. <laughs> it's the same thing for like people that like like want to use like charcoal briquettes and like smoke their food versus people that just like put it on a propane grill. Where's the where's the flavor coming from? Man, the flavor's coming from the smoke because the, you know, like Sir's pizza that we love so much. Their crust is like the most flavorful crust. Like, I don't know if they put a bunch of salt and sugar mixture on it, like whatever. But this is just like plain. It's not covered in like herbs and spices. It's just like pure, simple deliciousness, pure ingredients. It's like one of those pizzas that you can leave and be like, oh, I feel like that was like almost healthy pizza because it's just like so clean and like basic, but elevated to like the perfect level. Juliana's Pizza, Brooklyn, New York. Coal fired, New York sired is their uh, is their slogan. I got a shirt, and you know what the best part about the shirt was? <laughs> yeah, Tom. The best part about the shirt was it was twelve dollars. It was a, it was a very nice men's large black writing on the front and back. Twelve dollars. That's like the best deal that you can get in all of Brooklyn and all of Manhattan and maybe even Queens. I'm not sure. Why don't you tell the listeners what the secret sauce is to New York pizza, which it's only available out there in that area. So the, the word on the street from, from my great research, and we did have other, other great slices, you know, in Brooklyn, you got to buy the pies in New York. You, you get the slices, apparently word on the street. It's all about the water. It's all about the New York city tap water. That is, so full of like uh, centuries of rat poop. I don't know. I don't know what the secret is, <laughs> but whatever they're doing to the water in New York, I'm I'm here for it. Apparently, it makes the crust extra crisp, extra delicious. They whatever they were doing, it was uh, it was working for them. And uh, I can't wait to go back. My mouth, it's 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 watering. I got to take another sip out of my huge souvenir uh, old fashioned soda cup. Dan, how how many ounces of birch beer? do you think it took to put you over the edge Saturday night? Yeah. Um, well, I think those were, I want to say those were six or eight ounce mugs that they, they served those in six um, or eight. This is like 68. Is that ounces. like 12? <laughs> <laughs> 68. <laughs> Look, I could put, I felt the, safe walking out of the uh, uh, arena with holding on to that thing. If anybody yeah, came was, up to me, like it's over. Yeah, you got a drink and you got uh, like a like a mallet to hit somebody over the head yeah. with. Um, Sunday morning, I woke up and I was making my cup of coffee and I could fit my regular coffee mug inside of the old fashioned soda metal mug. This mug is enormous. It's got to be 30 ounces. 
Can I tell you, and this could be part of my issue. I'm not sure. I, I shared this with the doctor. Um, so the next day after the after the uh after the Steelers game, I came home, I washed out my mug, and I decided, you know what, I'm gonna make myself a flavorful drink out of this mug. And I was doing a little pre-workout in my mug. Okay. Drinking a lot and then all of a sudden chest pains. <laughs> what I what pre breathe. what pre-workout did you have? Were you like, is your flavorful pre-workout? Is that like code for like yeah, a I big do a thing of bourbon? Yeah, I do a little flavorful pre-workout. And then uh, before I go on like a nice little long walk just to kind of get me moving. And uh that could have been that could have been it. And I drank it out of that mug. Uh but I guess um it you know, it does that taint my experience of the Steeler game? No. Will I get uh another old fashioned soda out of that mug? Absolutely. Will I bring an old fashioned soda mug to a gunfight? Absolutely I will. And I will win that fight. <laughs> I feel like it's if these mugs were from a movie, it would be like the thing that stops a bullet. It would <laughs> yeah. be like very like back to the future, um, the good, the bad, the ugly, back to the future three. It's like, oh my gosh, like Biff shot me or mad dog or whatever yeah and then it's like, oh no don't worry i had the mug the old-fashioned <laughs> mug underneath my poncho so your I'm, poncho. I'm totally safe yeah <laughs> um okay so you know we talk pizza we get the mouth watering but then i can't help but think about pizza and like we like pizza but dan who who else or or maybe i should say what else likes pizza yeah we we're talking new york style pizza New York sewer water, or no, it was tap water. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> but definitely, that... definitely, there's a uh, a fine line between <laughs> the the sewer and the tap. And um, so let's leads us to while you were away on business to New York to eat some pizza business. Uh, business. I took the family to go see the new Ninja Turtles movie, and it was delightful. Uh, probably I'm going to, this is kind of, this is, uh, so I saw a couple movies this summer. I would say this movie, the Spider-Man movie and flash movie, my three favorite movies. One of those, I, I, even this turtles movie, I was like, eh, will it be good? It was just as good at, or if not better than the new animated Spider-Man movie. And I had low hopes for that because sequels never do well. Hmm. And, and the sequel was, uh, we, we it killed it. We both enjoyed it. The girls enjoyed it. Frankie enjoyed it, and this was just just as good. But it was there was um there were some tweaks that they made to the story, which made it kind of a little bit more interesting and enjoyable. So it, it was fun. Um. Okay. So you have to break it down for me because I'm uh old head Ninja Turtle fan from way back. I vividly remember getting the Turtles blimp for. Uh, Christmas one year for my uh, for my grandma and I love that blimp I thought that blimp was the coolest I would literally run at like 358 p.m. to my bedroom so that I could watch turtles because I knew it was coming on at four on like uh, like after after school on a weekday. And I would be like out of breath running up to the room, like, did I miss it? The theme song was the best part. The theme song. And, you know, like it started off with like that. And then it like went into it. Um, So I know about April. I know about Leo and Mikey and Donnie and Raph and uh, Splinter and Shredder and Bebop and Rocksteady. But old head, 
old turtles what do i need to know about this movie is it is it still accessible <laughs> to me or is it just moved <laughs> so far beyond me that i i can't even keep up no it's still ex- ex- uh accessible um and really what they did is they kind of put you into the movie without really have to do a lot of explaining they kind of already feel like the audience has an understanding of who these who who the heroes are even though they're like they're kind of novice at this point so when you first kind of see him they're still kind of like figuring out how they battle and i think we actually see like their first interaction like battling bad guys uh so it's not like a full origin story of like them like being little turtles walking into the ooze they're already kind of they've mutated at the at the onset of the movie yeah they've already been mutated but then they go back and they give you like mm. a slight explanation of how some of this stuff has happened and how they kind of came about but it's really all about the ooze and a certain uh doctor who's trying to like experiment on animals to kind of like make sure that like i i forget all the intricacies of it but it was it was more along the lines of just a fun kind of like mad scientist gone wrong scenario well and and that's something because i don't remember that from the original series like did they really ever get into like how they were formed or who the like the scientist was that made the ooze that turned them into the turtles or is this kind of like all new new ground that they're covering yeah, that could be it could be possible this is new new ground because it's like still that like company was a TGRI that mm. creates the use. And then the, mm. the scientist, the mad scientist that's involved is the one that's like the guy that's like the bug. And he was always in the animated series. Oh. So you remember that guy? So like yeah. that was like that was like the main bad guy. But then he like creates all these other bad guys with him. And uh, but what was interesting was that like uh, i think they did an excellent job in casting so i've seen other turtle movies and i've watched even like the more live action turtle movies and the voices just never seemed to fit mm, and jackie mm. chan as splinter is like so spot on it's great he's nice. like oh my boys where have you been oh <laughs> <laughs> and he does it in the, and he's this like it's a very father um, son type of relationship that, hmm. that they really explore in the movie. And he's can't relate to them anymore. They're growing up. They have cell phones in the movie. They're kind of uh, like, they're looking, they want to, they want to explore the, the world up above and like Splinter or uh, uh, Splinter still trying to hold on to them as his little like kids. And then, so it kind of gets into that kind of scenario, but like the um, animation was awesome. The fight sequences were great. Um, it's kind of you as you watch it, you can kind of see where it's going to end up, and it ends up in like kind of a Ghostbusters kind of ending, mm. where you know things kind of like get out of control, and then the bad guy even becomes even 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 badder if you can imagine, and he st- starts to wreak havoc on New York, and then like the turtles combine and and they save the day. But it's just a good mix of humor, adventure, and just a little bit of like sci-fi to kind of keep you keep you interested. Um, I thought I thought it was great. And Frankie could follow it, which was which was really good. Well, and yeah, and you've mentioned before the idea of it's it's never uh, a fun time whenever it's spent explaining a lot about what's going on. Who's this? Who's that guy? What's that guy doing? Why is he doing that? And then if you can just like sit back and enjoy it. And it's yeah, I do think that's a cornerstone of any good movie, especially like a kids focused, kids oriented movie that 
can I enjoy this? Is there stuff on my level? Can the kid enjoy this? Is there stuff on their level? And is there enough overlap that we can we can enjoy the same things too about the movie? So tell me about um like Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen did what with this movie? He produced it. He he co-wrote it. I think he did one of the voices. Is is Seth Rogen kind of like crushing it right now for us in some of the uh, the projects that he's doing? Um, so I this is like for me like when I heard he was going to be involved, I was like, eh, you know what I mean? Like I, I wasn't really sure, but like why not give it to somebody who kind of has like a a childish type of uh entertainment style about him and and he did he did well with it and and it wasn't and it wasn't adult and i think that's kind of our something where um i think that's where hollywood's starting to hit the right uh niche with audiences because you look at the spider-man movie which was animated but you could go as a family and go see it and it was entertaining to adults and kids this is another example of that and then you look at the barbie movie and so it's not like a dark take on Barbie where she's like a goth girl that's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a weird kind of, it's like, okay, they real. I, I didn't see it, but from what I've understood, like they played true to kind of like it's Barbie. And if you play true to like what people like and what they know about the characters, I think that's going to play out a lot better than me seeing like some darker versions uh, of these characters that, that are R rated. Like, I, I, I think we need to move away from that. And and Deadpool started that trend, but maybe now it's time to kind of move away from that. And then bringing in Seth Rogen with a kind of comedy background, kind of like uh, adults can understand him. And then he has that mentality where he can relate to kids. I think it was perfect. Yeah, well, and I do think that is an impressive thing that he can can do. And I don't I don't know how much praise should be given to him or not, but I, I do think that he is. uh you know, kind of kind of crushing it. And, you know, the fact that he co-wrote it, I'm assuming that he co-wrote it with Evan Goldberg that he's like, you know, written, written all his movies with or most of his movies with that they've been friends since childhood. But I think about like the other kind of things that he's involved with that are uh, a little a little surprising sometimes and how good they are. He's involved with the boys, which we uh, really like. And, you know, hopefully hopefully that uh, that show can kind of turn it back around. But it started strong. It was kind of uh, fading a little bit, but he's been involved in like other animated movies like uh, Sausage Fest and some and some different things. And I think he's even uh, involved in Invincible. Um, I know that he does a, a a voice of one of the characters. So, you know, in the superhero animated kind of uh, field, he's he's doing some stuff. And I don't know. Certainly he's had his uh, his fair share of misses. But uh, yeah, I, I think that it's a good person to have involved in the movie. And then so whenever the movie concludes, is it like, oh, yeah, there's going to be a sequel. There's going to be a whole franchise. There's going to be a million of these things now. Spin off on spin off. Yeah. So the one thing it didn't do is it didn't leave you, leave you off on a cliffhanger like uh, Spider-Man did. So it's mm. not like, you know, next coming part two. So it right. ended. It wrapped things up. Yeah, we don't want to disappoint Frankie. We don't want Frankie oh, to be Frankie. like, that's it. <laughs> that's it. The movie's over. I have it's to wait not... another two years. Yeah. Like, I can't wait three, 30 seconds for an app to download. Um, so, yeah, it doesn't end on that. And then the hook is uh, Shredder kind of appears at the end. Uh... So that's kind of like the hook uh, is that, you know, he's the big bad, maybe a the next movie which is cool like they're not using they didn't use and here's the thing it was kind of like a james gunn thing where they didn't use like a-list villains mm -hmm. you know what i mean like i would think like krang's an a-list villain yeah yeah, yeah. Predator definitely an a-list villain 
um rocksteady and bebop maybe you're your b-level villains in, in turtles universe but then they started using all these like villains that were like i forget i don't even know their names this one's like a bat and it's got like robot arms and stuff and like he was hilarious in the movie but like he was like just like a uh you know like a d-list uh turtles villain that they kind of I don't know. They kind of like made him more in this movie, which was cool, which was cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and I think that if you're looking to reboot something, probably what's going to bore the audiences really quickly is if it's like, okay, here's Shredder again. You know, Shredder's introduced yeah. in the first 15 minutes or yeah. Krang's introduced in the, in the first act. And then you're like, okay, like then it just feels familiar and you've seen it all before. But if you have something that's unexpected, then, then that's good. But I do want to go back to the point about what you were saying about, a dark twist or trying to make characters who they're not. It sounds like what you really liked about this movie is that it was what you kind of hoped it would be. It was just, okay, here's these people, here's these characters acting in ways that I expect them to act maybe in situations that I haven't seen before. So it was, it was comfortable and enjoyable in that way. Yeah, it, it was, it was, uh, yeah. The, like the, your, your senses of nostalgia started to tingle while you're watching it like oh okay this kind of this fits this makes sense it wasn't like turtles with nostrils that had like weird uh like bandanas and all kind of like <laughs> tattoos on them or something you know like I, and i and i just watched uh those what who who was it that was um the guy did transformers he did the turtles too he produced oh bay yeah bay so i watched those and with megan fox and you're thinking okay you got megan fox you got uh some other uh uh, characters in there that would be interesting the actors it just flat it was just flat for me like it was okay but it's just flat this was like it started out a little slow and i was like holy cow this is this is awesome this is great and it was like so much fun so and i think that's the thing like have having fun and having touching on some like moments that like you can relate to in terms of like in, in your own life like they really like i said they they played up the father son thing a lot mm -hmm. and they played up a lot of um you know april not being uh just this like reporter who knows everything like she's finding her way through it and i know people were upset she's african-american she looks different than the april that we all know and love but she fit it fit for what they were doing and it works so that's that's okay with me if you can if you can if you're not just doing it just to do it and it works I think that's that makes it all the better because in your mind, then you're not like, oh, they just, you know, transpose somebody else into this role. Um, yeah, it yeah. they didn't just like throw it in here to try to like bring in bring in people like if it fits the story, then then it works. Um, yeah. And then so definitely turtles have have a, a good place in the heart. And one of the one of the game changing moments of my childhood was connected to the turtles which was the turtles game the first one for the nes because and i feel like that game was groundbreaking and i don't know if you remember but groundbreaking because one of the first games that i can remember that you could pick a different character to play it's like oh, oh i yeah. want to be leonardo here and i'm going to use the katanas or i'm going to use donatello here and use the bow staff and you could pick it from the beginning which is like Oh man, that was like groundbreaking at the time. It's like video games have reached a new pinnacle that you can pick a different <laughs> character to be. You can't, you don't just have to be the red plumber, you know, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and that's another one. There's another one. Here's another example. Cause I just recently watched that because it's streaming on Paramount Plus, mm. the Super Mario Bros. And flat. No, on Peacock. It was, yeah. Or is it Peacock? Yeah. It was flat. And like, 
it just didn't resonate like the turtles movie did where it were just it it knew where it knew where to like uh touch its audience and it, and it did um and it was good like and you bring up a good point like there were moments where they try to hit you with some stuff where from our childhood and make it memorable which which was cool i, I like those little uh, aspects and you could be like oh there's that and there's this so it was yeah. good man i would definitely recommend you you see it in our audience to see it um i i look forward to it that'll that'll most likely be a, a streaming thing i wonder what it'll stream on um but i think at this point we have every streaming service covered so we should be able to to make it happen <laughs> yeah mario brothers potentially the most significant thing was they had the the peaches song that was kind of like uh, <laughs> a, a, a hit that transcended the movie so i guess my last question is about the turtles movie um was, was there a song was there a choreographed dance number was there a go ninjas go ninjas go did vanilla ice make an appearance <laughs> or was, did they uh spare us the song and dance no vanilla ice did make an appearance perfect uh, perfect yeah not not in person i mean the music was playing at, at a point in this in the in the movie which was cool was it really Soundtrack. yeah oh yeah oh yeah like <laughs> I think they're battling it out in this like auto dealership and one of the turtles like hits the radio and then it goes off. And so it nah. was a good placement where nobody would really know what that meant unless and instead of us. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um but that was cool. But the soundtrack is also really good. So it was a it was a really good soundtrack as well. So uh it, it just fit. Uh everything they did with this movie was great. Well, that settles it. I'm going back to Juliana's. I'm going, I'm getting some ice cream on the pizza because that's what the turtles would have done back in eight, 1989 you got pizza on the or yeah ice cream on the pizza and i'm gonna walk in with two scoops and i'm gonna take it back to juliana's in brooklyn uh dan pizza turtles it's like High it's uh, sixth grade all over again <laughs> birch beer and old-fashioned soda mugs dan let's go this is our podcast finally